When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the family with Tech Master Ralph Doy Basham, MD. Co host Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt Bernard. Kristen Burt. Timmy Lammers. Timmy Lammers. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> With a frog in his throat. <laughs> allergies or something. Every time uh, I talk, I oh, oh, yeah. don't talk to me about allergies. I know what I you're could saying. Go on and on. I just received a message that I have three appointments that I have to make in the next month. Mm. Oh. Except for they listen to me as 713, 720, and 727. Oh. Nope. You missed them. I don't think you are up on your emails. <laughs> uh, I'm up on my emails. They they mislabeled it. Ah. So I'm going to have to go over there and get a hold of those sons of men. Yeah. You're still getting your dead penis um, email. <laughs> yes, I've been getting emails, and they they just say dead they penis. Say dead penis. Like, what? He's what like, does that mean? What the hell? Why does it say dead penis in my emails? Uh, I, I don't, don't know. Get it. I don't think that's going to be a good thing. No, penile necrosis. You don't want that. Well, I got your attention though, didn't it? <laughs> yes. Yes, it did. Email I, marketing. I don't uh, you can click that link. I know. I said, don't click it. Don't. Yeah. Click it. <laughs> no. Do not. Don't click, click it. It got your attention, but don't click. <laughs> That's malware. Yeah, that is a not something I'll you should click. To track on. them down. There's no question. It's got to be wrong. That's all I yeah, have to any say. Any sweepstakes winnings? Mm-hmm. Don't do that either. Nigerian no. princes. Mm-hmm. Nigerian princes. I stay away from Nigerian princes. That's I think very that was true. the first scammy thing. Was the, the 419 scams were? People yeah, fell for the, it too. Oh, oh, sure. The they sure. They still do. According to that uh, show really? that we were watching, remember trafficked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very old people. They um, they, they say that you won a trip when you were in Jamaica or wherever, Mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, I haven't Mm -hmm. been to Jamaica in 30 years. Well, you're. We kept your name in the lottery pot. (laughs) And they usually, they target older, usually, I don't know how they find out all this stuff. Widowed, widowers, whatever. Well, they don't really target per se, they just send it to everyone, but it's the old people who respond. Oh, these people said that they targeted it. old mm. people, but I don't know. Yeah, they target old people. Well, maybe they just go on uh, yeah, Facebook they, they and find out who they are. send it to a bunch of old people, and, and eventually one is going to click on it, I guess. Yeah, and they, they, get, uh, they say, oh, you want a Mercedes-Benz, and then they send them a Mercedes-Benz key. Yeah, the yep. key, And right. then they say, oh, you just have to pay the tariff on it, which is $10,000. Yep. Oh, $10,000 for a... Hundred thousand yeah. dollar car, and they do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you? And hundred people night? are on the do not call government list, but yet you get. Oh, uh, it means nothing. Call with the local six five a whatever. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. oh, it's a neighbor. Yep. No, it's not. Yeah. It's true. I don't answer my phone anymore. I just I don't. Really do. Really? I don't know the number if your name doesn't pop up. It's not getting answered. Nope. Well, yeah, because if it's somebody that actually has to get a hold of you, they'll leave a message. Or text, or there's a million other ways to get a hold of someone. They'll rather text than, me. Yeah, just randomly well, ringing them. Well, like if one of your credit cards or your bank or something needs to get a hold of you, they're not going to just try 50 <laughs> different ways. Well, they, they usually call you. No, they don't. Mine does. Oh. 
But then don't answer that call. But I, I would never. I, I, anybody who calls and says there anything for anything that's important, <laughs> mm-hmm. don't answer it because you don't know who it is. There's no. There's nothing for you to do to prove that they are who they say they are. That is now, true. They'll send you text messages and they'll send you all sorts of stuff to verify who mm-hmm. you are when you log into the bank. Right. But when they someone calls you, you have no idea who it is. So I always don't answer that call. And I just call my bank on the credit card number. That's what you do. And then you say, don't you know who I am? Right? Yes. What about that? Yeah, pretty much what I That's said. always a surefire deal to utter that line. I actually got a, I got a phone call from, it was my bank's phone number. It came up as oh, my sure. bank. A spoof anything. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. how do anything these, these, people, I mean. I mean, these you, people are evil? It's like, you know, it's, it's a local number. It's, it's got to be legit, but it's not. Yep. No, oh, I don't. Kitty, they spent a lot, a lot, a lot of time being yeah. scammy. <gasps> kitty, what's the kitty's name? This is London. Oh, she yeah. is in love with Tom. She loves me. <laughs> really? London all loves the time me. When he talks. London. London. Where's my buddy, London? London? Oh, she looked at the camera. That's pretty good. <laughs> London, does. hi, Kitty. She's such a good girl. She is a good girl. It's all true. We love animals. Just, Last time I had a cat in the house, I had to keep him London? out of the. I had to keep him out of the. He's uh, nine. Away from the computer because he would chew on the cords. Yep, he loves Apple charging loves cables. Apple charging cables. Yeah. Nung, nung, nung. yeah. Yep. I don't know how many of those he wrecked. <clears throat> sure did. He liked your cables specifically. Yeah. It was weird. Yep. It was it, weird. It depends on what the coating is made out it's of. Personal. He likes some of the coatings. Yeah. Yeah. The the rubberized plastic. And then he would never just let <clears throat> me sit there on the computer either it was on the, the keyboard or, or something. Yep. <clears throat> yeah. Kitties. So uh, we were talking early this morning, Kristen Bird and I were talking early this morning about movies as opposed to <laughs> streaming television, what's good, yeah. what isn't, and boy, the movies right now are just not very good, unfortunately. I want to go see that op- uh, Oppenheimer. 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 Uh, I know it's going to yeah. be depressing, but I heard it's really good. I know, it's I want to see it. very, look, I, I'll just tell you off the bat, and I think I mentioned this last week, I mean, it is very complex, it's confusing, critics don't want to admit that to you, but that really is the case, and... I am convinced the more and more that this guy gets clout. And I, I, as you know, I love Christopher Nolan's films, but he is becoming more like Stanley Kubrick mm-hmm. and Terry That's what I heard. Combined. Didn't they make it this non-linear for some reason? What was that? Didn't they make the movie non-linear for some reason? Like, uh, yeah, it jumps see, around in time. It back and forth constantly. I know, really? I hate that. It's yeah. so annoying. It's yeah. not necessary. Uh, Just, you know, to me... I can somewhat see the point. Again, I'm not trying to be a hoity-toity critic because I'm still trying to figure it out myself. But it, it might be a good way to build the tension, you know, um, instead of just a linear way where, you know, A, B, C, you know. It, yeah, he, he really, in Interstellar was much the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really the movie where he got Terrence Malicky, more Kubrick. This is now it's starting to become Terrence Malick, which he is his stuff is the absolute worst. And I know people would disagree with me, but there was a movie called The Tree of Life a few years back. Did anybody suffer through that? No. <laughs> That's a good it, way to it. Put is it. Just, it's just, it's it, Brad Pitt, Jessica Chastain. I mean, it, it got him a best picture nomination. I called it the tree of death. I mean, watching <laughs> this thing is Harsh. just you've got to be kidding me. Produced, I should note. Uh, by one of our local uh, folks, um, 
Bill uh, Poland. Bill Poland, yep. I have bad news for you. You said it was a few years ago. It was actually 12 years ago. <laughs> oh, <laughs> wow. Him? Time go. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, so you give, and this is, this is not unusual at all. 12 you years. give somebody the, the final cut, that they got the clout to do whatever they mm -hmm. want, and they're going to do whatever they want. And again, you got critics kissing their butt because, you know, they apparently know more than us. I, I'm a critic too, but I'm not pretending to. But most of them do. And most of them use words in the reviews that will make your head, your, your brain will scream. It's so annoying. Um, and so the critics love it. But I think if your average moviegoer goes, my oldest daughter, when she said, I was confused the whole time. Yeah. So, you know, it's maybe the sort of film that you're going to pick up a lot more the second time around, much in the way I picked up more with Interstellar. Um, but, uh, yeah, I do. I, I think people love him because of the Batman movies. I mean, those yeah. were relatively easy to follow. Um, they were good too. I, I, you know, I'm, I, we went through this last week where I'm like, I'm just not a Christopher Nolan fan, but mm -hmm. Stanley Kubrick, I love. So it's yeah. not like I don't love complex films, but I just feel like Christopher Nolan's gotten too heady with some of his, yeah. his things. Yeah. And it's, well, why do I, why do I have to watch a movie two times to understand it? Yeah. That right. is my issue. Because they and make that's more generally money. my mode of thinking too. On the polar opposite end of the spectrum from Oppenheimer, uh, we watched the Super Mario Brothers movie yesterday. <laughs> oh, how, oh, how did you think? How was that? It, it was definitely made for people like me who have been playing like Mario games their entire life. Because oh, really? there, there's references to things from before Mario was Mario. Everything in that movie is a reference. It's like, so the Sonic movie also came out recently. Yeah, and the second one. that wasn't nearly as referential as the Mario movie is. It's like all references. Whereas mm. the Sonic movie was kind of its own thing. It introduced a lot of things like him going into the real world, teleporting through rings and stuff. That was all brand new. The Mario movie, it's just like, oh, yeah, just like in that one game, this is from that other game and oh, so okay. forth. So if you're a huge Mario fan, you're going to be constantly seeing things familiar. And it is a well-written and is very um, graphically good movie. Oh, you liked it. Uh, yeah, it was definitely way better than I was expecting. Much better than the 1984 movie or whatever. that. The, what, when was that? The, uh, the Leguizamo one? Oh, oh yeah, God. I want to say it was early '90s. Was maybe? it early '90s? It was, it was pretty yeah. early on in the Mario, you know. And John Leguizamo got upset because yes, Italian he did. actors, yeah, mm -hmm. was upset. So it was it better. Authentic, oh. like their first one. Yep. Has there been a Zelda movie? Surprisingly, no. There was a TV show, <laughs> and it was awful. <laughs> and it was awful. Excuse me, princess. That was Link's catchphrase. There you go. Oh. Mm -hmm. But if you want a movie that's really a linear movie and is enjoyable, and I'm shocked that it bombed, essentially, <laughs> was The Haunted Mansion. I said the same thing. I oh, saw yeah? it last Monday. I loved it. Huh. Yeah. It, it's really a lot of fun. And, you know, it's about what you expect. There are some things that are predictable in it, but the cast is terrific. And it's breezy, and it's a fast yeah. two hours, and there's fun callbacks. If you're a fan of the ride at Disney World, I love or the ride. Oh yeah, land. There's some fun callbacks to it. You go, oh yeah, like those are the ghosts, or like when we're riding through, there's the dining room and the party right, scene. Right, right. Yeah, and and the thing is, it's not like you have to uh, have gone to that attraction to understand 
what's going on. Much in the same way my wife and I never played Super Mario Brothers, but we saw it. Actually, our Mario playing kids didn't want to see it. They waited till home video. Um, but we enjoyed it just as much, even though, yeah, sure, you don't get all the references, but that didn't matter. It was really a well-made film that, it, you know, and, and uh, the, I tell you what, the big key there was seeing it in a full theater with kids. That it would have been better in a theater, I think, because we watched yeah, it at home. You know, that atmosphere really lends to a movie when you're seeing it with uh, an audience that's getting into it. So, yeah, maybe that was it, too. I mean, mm -hmm. it, and, you know, a Barbie movie may overtake it, but right now that's the highest grossing film of the year. It also helps uh, that it's the kind of reference that it won't make it not make sense if you don't get it. Like, there's a lot of movies out there that are like, if you don't understand what they're talking about, you're not going to understand what the hell is going on. Whereas the yeah. Mario movie, it's like, it's its own self-contained plot, and then there's just a bunch of stuff in the background that people will understand. And it's like, you know, when Peach gets the fire flower for the first time, <laughs> it makes sense in the movie, the but also to a gamer. <laughs> you never played Mario Brothers? Nope. Never uh, did. Yes, you did. Oh, did I really? One of my earliest memories is of playing Super Mario Brothers on the NES with you and it, one of your friends. I don't remember who it was. I was like four years old. Really? And I remember sitting four. there in World 1-2, breaking blocks over and over, and you were like, what the hell are you doing? You're wasting time. And I'm like, I'm getting points. You get 100 points every time you break a block. <laughs> so I just sat there for like five minutes breaking blocks. Well, and that yeah. was That's one of my earliest memories. Oh, well, wow. it's wonderful. Mm -hmm. I'm glad to hear that. I have a question about... I have to be reminded by my kids, too, that I've played video games in the past that I don't remember Man, playing. You know, Space Invaders? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I, you know what? Those Space Invaders, that was an arcade game, Yes, right? it was. One of the First, earliest. Oh, yeah. Atari 2600. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Everything was much worse on the Atari 2600. It was a piece of crap. Alex, you said that you That joystick had... was fabulous. I will die on that You hill. like the joystick? Yeah. Just the one button, simplicity itself. Yep. Mm -hmm. I'm a Pong guy. Get those two bars up there. Wow, that's even that's older. That's really old. That's very old. That's like the 60s, I think. Mm. No, not, not 70s, quite I'd say. I don't know. But yeah, 70s, probably, Let's see here. When did Pong first come? 72, so it's yeah. borderline. Yeah. 72. <laughs> yeah, I was born in 64, so that makes sense. Um, anyone see the Twisted Metal series? Does anyone know what I Twisted have, Metal is? And it is really, really good. I've it's, heard it's, it's surprisingly wacky. good. Yeah, yeah. It it um, it feels like because it's post-apocalyptic. Basically, mm -hmm. not even that. I don't, it's not after a war. Basically, computers go down worldwide. So it's like turns into right. a lawless society because everything is run by computers. And um, I kind of got the feel of this is a zombie land movie without the zombies at first. And then there's a character in episode two wearing a mask. And all of a sudden my daughter says, boy, this has definitely got a Mad Max Fury Road That's mm -hmm. to it. So it's really entertaining. Anthony Mackie is the star. We got Nev Campbell in it. Um, I've only seen a couple episodes, but I really enjoy it so far. And, and I was surprised to see and it makes sense when you watch it that it's actually based on a video game. Did you know that when you started it? No, I did not. Ah. I did not. And there was one other thing that, so you haven't seen any episodes yet? I haven't. Okay. There is a scene, and it, this is not a spoiler really, but he's outrunning the bad guys in a mall. Mm -hmm. And it's like, 
Did they actually film this in an abandoned mall? Probably there's a million there of them out there. That's easy malls. to do. Plenty of them. Yeah, there's tons of abandoned malls like, out there. All over the U.S. Yep. Oh, my God. I, yeah, there's I, social media accounts now dedicated to abandoned malls. Yeah. Yep. Why don't they just implode them or something? I don't get it. It's just, it's so weird. It's cheaper just and to I, leave them there. I guess. Some people so. have made it into, a, like, a mixed-use space to great success, too. Uh, with still leaving, like, the movie theater as the anchor and then using the, you know, empty storefronts for other purposes. And it's been... For some communities, it's worked out really well. Hmm. But correct me if I'm wrong. The mall, the first one, right, was Southdale, correct? Yeah. If you look. Is it? it yeah. Yep. It was the first yeah. one in America. Mm -hmm. In the world, I think. I didn't mm -hmm. know that. The Dayton family. <clears throat> yeah. Huh. <clears throat> and Brookdale Whatever happened was to the expansion of the Mall of America? I thought that was happening. Did that not happen? I thought it did I expand a couple of times. <laughs> I mean, but I thought they were going to build... Um, another mall of America, essentially, right next uh, to it, that would somehow connect. Probably really? not with this economy. Well, yeah. it's not good business. No, right now. Mm -hmm. Westfield well, is America, the mall of America still is, but I, yeah, the mall malls themselves aren't. No, no. I've been doing a little more shopping than ever. Well, not than ever, but than lately, ever. like going to the stores because of the Nordstrom sale and um, a little back to school shopping for the kids, and the malls are busier than I have seen them in a very long time. I, like young girls shopping Yeah, I was surprised when we went, like we went to when Ridgedale. You a, when you were a teenager, that's yeah. kind of what you did sometimes. Yeah, we went to Ridgedale a few days ago, and I was like close to when it was closing, too, and I was expecting it to be pretty dead. And there were people. Yeah. All of Malls them. need a surprising amount of traffic just to survive. Yeah, they need God, constant yeah. flow yeah. of people because yeah. of the amount of space cooling lighting all yeah. that sort well, of stuff it's when you go into the nordstroms the um there's just racks and racks and racks of stuff for people to pick up mm -hmm. a lot of people just go in yep. they order it they pick it up they and that's killing malls because it means they're not wandering around the mall all day making impulse buys yeah that's how that's what people teenagers back in the 90s they'd spend all day in the mall and you know, you're there for eight hours. You're going to drop into a place, get a yeah. pretzel or whatever, then, get a cheeseburger at this place. Yeah, parents stopped letting their kids go to malls yep. because they were being trafficked. <laughs> well, that doesn't help. <laughs> it's true. Well, they All should... I do is order online, try it on at home, and then if I need to return it, that's the only time I go to the mall. <laughs> yep. Yeah, pretty go. much. Yeah. Well, yep. the, if the mall, they have uh, – is there a cutoff time for <clears> – <throat> kids where kids can't be in there unaccompanied it depends on the city and the mall i think the mall, in the mall of america i think i think they have had to start implementing things since there's been so many guns yeah. fired yes. and yes. yeah and problems tom found a an actual show about the mall of america mall cops yeah, it's from 2009 i come downstairs I and he's that. like you've got to see oh, do you? this <laughs> I do, yeah. Yep. I've watched a few episodes like years ago, but I remember it. I think there were only like three or four episodes total, yeah. I think. I can't even rise. imagine the Mall of America 2009 right after the economy collapse. It must have been a ghost town. Uh, like 185,000 people were in the building on the first day. 
uh, in 2009. But the state of Minnesota uh, doesn't have sales tax on clothing. So people used to fly true. in yeah. from yeah. everywhere yeah, and just right. load up and then fly home. Well, if you've ever... If, like internationally, they would fly. Yeah, yeah if you they go did. to MSP, half the signs are in Japanese as well. Yep. That's why. Because yep. Japanese people used to come here oh, God, to go yes. to the Mall to of shop. America. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, in European countries, too. It's fun in your life. Mm-hmm. We have 20% VAT tax and... Everything else, it come here and it's cheap. Yeah, so we're gonna close out that story with the very end scene. It's the the cops at the Mall of America. <laughs> this uh, series out in 2009, as I said, three, four episodes, something like that. But there's a guy from Russia, really drunk on the third floor, and the bar is up there, and he's hammered. A Russian. He was a Russian guy, yeah. Drunk. Yeah, hard to believe. <laughs> what? Who ever heard of it? <laughs> But he's fighting the cops, and he's trying. And they, of course, they they overcome him, and they're gonna drag him off to. He'll get him ready to go to jail and all the rest of it. And as they're walking along, he goes, I hope you're happy. They said, what? Well, I hope you're all happy with yourselves. <laughs> and they go, why? What are you talking about? He goes, I just pooped my pants. <laughs> oh. I would run in the opposite direction. I'm like, you're free to go. <laughs> yeah. The cop literally said, oh, my God, yeah. he did. Like, they don't, they don't make enough money to deal with these people, in my opinion. Yikes. I can't even imagine. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabankco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Officer Dave says Mall of America has had a program for 20 years, no one under 18 unaccompanied by an adult on Friday and Saturday. But I don't think they've been enforcing it. I'm sure they're not enforcing it. They don't enforce anything. They should. But technically, it is a rule, apparently. God, that'd be great. Show up there and not have to put up with all those brats. Uh, Uh, 18-year-olds are still pretty annoying. 
Yeah. 18-year-olds are the ones doing committing most of the crime. It's like 17 to 22 it is, is yeah, like the right. prime age yep. to be a criminal. Yeah, so. and that's the time that they can go to jail for being an adult. They shouldn't do do that. They you shouldn't would, grow they up. They don't know that. You know, you don't understand consequences the way, no, you know what I mean? Right. No, like, really I can make don't. adult decisions, right. mm-hmm. but I'm still a kid. That's why I think right. the age of consent should be like 40. 40. <laughs> age of consent is 40. Can't make any real decisions until you're 40 years old. Oh, I think a little younger than that, maybe. No, Catherine, you said go to jail for breaking the law? What? Yeah. I know. Yeah. That's a yeah. novel idea. Yeah. I wish state. people would actually adhere to that policy. You break the law, you go to jail. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, today is the day. Uh, how many of you, I'm looking at a picture of uh, seven people, including myself, how many of you are high on marijuana since it opened up to the public for the first day today? Oh, today's the first day? Today's the first day. Uh, well, I'm in California. It's been open to us yeah, for a so long time. So you're good to go. <laughs> she's, she's high right now. She's always high. She's high as we speak. <laughs> I, I'm like, the, I, it makes me paranoid. I can't even touch the stuff. That's exactly yeah. how I feel I don't that think I, I would be. Yeah, I'm paranoid that it would make me paranoid. Exactly. Well, <laughs> I tell you who was trumpeting it up this morning was... Uh, ain't got time to smoke weed. Really? He was on, oh, yeah, he was on the radio. My son heard it. I huh. did not. But he said something about, I can't wait to smoke a bowl with Seth Rogen. Oh, my God. Oh, oh, my God. God. He's trying so He's hard to be relevant. High, he? he really is. <laughs> yeah, Seth so. is. But obviously, Jesse was a big proponent of it here. And he, you know, naturally, as Jesse does, he was there when they signed the bill. Right. Yeah. Like this is my idea to begin with. It was Uh, my idea. Wasn't everything. Let me tell you the story of how I was a Navy SEAL. (laughs) (laughs) I used to pee in my wetsuit to stay warm. (laughs) (laughs) He said that. He said that. He did. Oh Oh, my God. Here's the problem. He loved to tell Navy SEAL stories. I wanted. And this is going way back. WWF stories, Mm -hmm. not WWE. It was WWF at the time. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I want those stories, but he. No, it's Navy SEAL and then like politics. Like he jumps over his entire wrestling career. I wonder why. Hmm. I don't know. Cause I'm like, he was the dude with the pink feather bow around his neck. Who doesn't want to hear those Absolutely. stories? Yeah. I mean, he was totally. actually not a very good wrestler. Fascinating. He wasn't. Well, it does seem like people want to leave that behind though. I mean, yeah. Dwayne Johnson, you know, I'm not the rock anymore. Of course, right. everybody's so, and now I think he's back to calling himself the rock, but right. for a long time, it's like, I'm not the rock. I'm Dwayne Johnson. They yeah. want to just leave that in their past john cena on the other hand though still is a very much an active participant i believe oh, is he? In wrestling so who knows who knows why they would want to ignore that part of their lives especially when that's what made them a superstar mm-hmm. to yeah. begin with well, they, well, they want to be taken vince seriously man though is controversial too so yes. i wonder if they yes. want to kind of distance themselves from vince uh, and his how he's run his company that could be that could be it, it could be or they could have signed a hundred year contract saying you're not allowed to bill yourself as a wrestler because we own you yeah you never well, know but even talking about it i mean even just telling a story in an interview Jesse just didn't, didn't want to talk about it at yeah. all. Hmm. I'd like to point out that Jesse might be the only wrestling friend I have that's still alive. They're all dead. This is the Navy SEAL you training. That, eh? A lot of them. Yeah. He, well, weren't you buddies with the Road Warrior guys? Both Hawk and you? Animal, yeah. Hawk and Animal, yep. Both yeah. of them died very young. One died at 46, Jeez. one died at 60. It's very young, man. Mm-hmm. Those steroids, yeah. you better stay the hell away from those What was that steroids? wrestling documentary from years ago? And I think it focused on Jake the Snake and how oh, yeah. broken his body was. I can't remember mm-hmm. the name of it. It was just so sad. 
sad to me. Oh, yeah, we had and, you know, the they show. were after, you know, after WWE tossed them aside, they had nothing. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. There was one called The Resurrection of Jake the Snake. Is that, that wasn't it? it? That no. wasn't it? No, it was it was an overview of a bunch of people, but he was featured in it. Um, I'll have to go and look it up. Is that on the or Vice the Iron channel? Sheik just died, right? The Iron Sheik? How old was he? Uh, let's see. You knew that, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he did just die. The right? giant died young. Mm -hmm. The Iron Sheik was 81, so was that's not really? bad. Yeah. 81? Oh, life, yeah. yeah. That's impressive. Not bad at all. He was born before the end of World War II. Iron Sheik. There you one have of the it. Most, although somebody wrote for him, but it was one of the most amusing <laughs> Twitter accounts. The Iron Sheik. Yeah. He was a little unhinged. <laughs> really? Oh, God, yeah. His Twitter account is still active. You oh. can still read it. No kidding. Take a well, minute of no, your day to be nice of... to someone, you dumb son of a bitch. Oh. <laughs> okay. okay. Ben that's Simmons. not Tom Bernard's Twitter. Next time I see <laughs> yeah. you. Are we sure? Next time I see you, I show you what a bad back looked like, Jabroni. Jabroni. No, Jabroni. Yeah, Thanksgiving that, Jabroni. to everyone except Hulk Hogan. Like every tweet. Here's oh, the documentary again. Beyond the Mat. It was a Beyond 1999 documentary. Oh, I can't believe it's that oh, long ago. And it featured Mick Foley, Terry Funk, and Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay. Yeah. All right. It, what a that was being around those guys every day, going to lift weights, and Kendall Norberg and I were just talking about that uh, the other day because he was always there. It was just a whole different world. It was all these gigantically strong men. Just in the same room, and we all got along just <clears throat> terrific. It was it was a hell of an error in my life. I'll tell I you. Smell. About it. <laughs> what? It was, it was now, a beautiful just smell. Asking how it smelled. Were they in the WWE or WWF or was it the um, AWA at that point? It was. Well, they started, I think, in the AWA with. I think they started with uh, Vern Gagne. I, yeah. I think so, but then they went to the WWE. It was WWF, but then the World Wildlife Foundation said you can't use WWF. Oh. That's why they changed yeah. the WWE, yeah. World, World Wrestling Entertainment. But just to be around those guys and just to watch Andy and Alex watch your mother argue with guys who were the size of this room oh, was hilarious. They're not going to hit me. <laughs> Yeah, what are they going to do? <laughs> no, that's they true. Gonna what are they going to do? Here's a good They're tweet huge. from the Iron Sheik. So, Alex, what's the, how do you pronounce the, that bald cartoon character kid? Is it Caillou? Caillou. Yeah. Caillou. Yeah. So he, he tweets a picture of Caillou. Caillou, you are punk, no good son of bitch. You are lucky I don't find you. I put you in camel clutch. Break your fucking neck. You are the jabroni of the earth. I never respect you. Low life, skinny garbage. Go fuck yourself, Caillou. Oh my what? God! Listen, well. listen. A lot of people really don't. A lot like of people Caillou, don't like but Caillou, that's... but that's a little much. That might be a titch. It's just a little extreme. aggressive. A little extreme. A little over the top. Eventually, he had a vapor wow. lock, and that was it, baby. My uh, goodness. Wow. Oh, that's... God. We need someone to make an AI voice clone of him so it can read all of his tweets <laughs> in the proper well, inflection. I'm sure they can do that in two seconds. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they can. Do you? Yep. Could you find for me, Andy, who he was married to when he died, or if he was still married? Because oh, I believe a friend of mine married him. A friend of yours? A friend of so. yours. I think so. Mm -hmm. Carol Vaziri? Carol Vaziri. Oh, like Carol Peterson. She did marry him. Carol Peterson? You know? I did not. Well, you know, she's from Minnesota. Does it say, say in there she's from Minnesota, right? Uh, it doesn't say anything about Oh, it doesn't about say anything it. about that. 
God, I can, I, they actually did get married then. I heard they were going to. I don't know how she wrangled him. Think about that. Wrangled? Mm. No, I mean, wrangled. not for marriage. I'm just talking <laughs> about trying to keep him. under control. Yeah. <clears throat> You're going to get married. <laughs> yes, exactly. Thanks. Oh, those were the know. days, my friend. He was married for, to her for nearly 50 years. Was he really? Wow. Wow. So they got married, I would assume, then back in like 1970 this or something This says like 1976. That. 76, that would be about right. Wow. Yeah, that's, oh my <laughs> God, that's amazing. Unbelievable. God bless those kids. That's all I have to say. Right? Right. Yes. Right. Well, you right. know, I also uh, caught a picture on Facebook, I believe. Uh, Baron Von Raschke is, just had a birthday. I think he turned 86 or Did something. Did he really? The Baron is still around, too. Huh? The claw. <coughs> I got the claw. Are those pre-steroid um, wrestlers? Oh. A lot of them are, yeah. But then... The steroid era was probably, what, early 80s? Well, yeah, I was going to say the 80s for sure. Where they just were so crazy. Oh, they all up. did. Ugh. They all did yeah. everything they could get their hands on back yeah. then. Although their little I'm, bird legs and their jacket. I know, it was ridiculous. <laughs> I will tell you, though, as I think 1972 or 73, no, it was probably 75, the first time I was approached by a guy, and Jesse Ventura was approached at the same time, Jim Janos at the time. As a matter of fact, I don't think it was. I think it was earlier in, the ni- in 1971, 72. But uh, we were approached by this guy who said, I got this new thing that you guys got to do because you're into lifting weights anyway. It's uh, an injection. You just do an injection once a day, and you will get become the size of the Fauché Tower. And then you look at Jesse and look at me. Guess which one of the two <laughs> took the bait? <laughs> you could have been that. a professional wrestler? <clears throat> Let oh. me tell you, honey, I, I could have gone with it. I actually can see it. I can. Totally me as a professional could. Well, could have been wrestler. an American Gladiator. They were part of the steroid Mar- generation, Yeah, that's too. true. That's, that's a part true. of that documentary, too, which is so interesting. Well, when did, when did well, Arnold... his baseball thing, too. Oh yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, he wasn't. No, but he was a bodybuilder. bodybuilder. But when was when was when was his heyday? He was like a Mr. World, I think. That would have well. What was his first really big movie? Terminator, I think. Early eighties. Okay, when he was when he which is a great documentary series, by the way. Arnold on um, Netflix. Netflix, yes, terrific. It's three episodes, about an hour apiece. Really great stuff. I mean, it, it goes into different aspects of his life. First of all, in Austria, then as a bodybuilder, then and bodybuilder and actor, then politician. Oh, what, what, and, I, there was not great, a philanderer episode? Philander. Yeah, yeah, he goes into it. He goes oh, into it. He's not afraid. You know, it's all oh. warts and all sorts of sort of thing. And he's oh. on camera admitting he was a fool. So, you know, got to give it to him. At least he owned up to it. So he Ralph, was a... were you living in California when he was... He admitted that he had the affair with the housekeeper. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 2011. Yeah. 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 That was, I mean, that was nonstop wall to wall coverage. That was unbelievable. Yeah. It was indeed. So Arnold's Mr. Universe wins were 67 to 70. And then he what? was also Mr. Olympia yeah, from 69 so. yep. to 75. And then again in 80. So, 70s, late 60s. So, is there such a thing wow. as a Mr. World? I made that up. Mr. Universe. Mr. Universe. It's Mr. Universe. Okay. Yeah. I thought there was a world. I'm sure there's a Mr. World somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I want to get a vote from the six of you, and then I'll be the tiebreaker. Oh, boy. If I had exactly that area you're talking about, because it was in, in high school. Well, I had just qu- qu- left high school at 16. A couple years later, started lifting weights. 
So Catherine gets the first vote. Oh if I had actually done the steroids in 1969 and 70. No, my answer is no. I know what you're asking. How many years would I have done in prison by now? <laughs> oh, I was going to say, would you still be alive? I, no, I was going to say, too. Yeah, I thought it was the uh, mortality question, too, and I would have said no. No, yeah, I would not still not be <laughs> alive. That's true. I, I think you would have You been... know, your bark is bigger than your bite. You don't actually <laughs> yeah, like to I don't hurt think... people. No, I you don't. You like to That's threaten true. a lot, but yeah. you're not really yes. going to. But he could have gotten roid rage. I was going to say. Mm. That's the problem. And he definitely would have had a heart attack. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine me having oh, roid rage? Oh, back knee. The back knee. Oh, well, a lot oh, of back yeah. knee. I guess they get a with lot steroids. of really weird stuff with yeah. that. Which it's like, why? What's the point? You know, making like, a lot of money. Why being giantly why. muscular if everything else because is all weird? I figure. It's true. I, I think they figure <laughs> if I if I um I think that they make a lot of money. If they you get, do, oh, they yes. definitely yeah. Do. If yes. if I can do this for five to six years, I'm set for life, and I yep. can just go off the steroids. Here's a real question, the, though: Would you have been a heel or a face? What? Oh, I don't. I probably would have been a heel. Well, probably. A heel is the so. bad guy. Yeah. The bad guy. He's yeah. the guy that the audience is supposed to Boos. hate. Yep. So the and face like can come in. And just like, well, I think no. you. Would, I think you would have started out as a heel, but then you would have turned into a face. Yes. Yeah. Oh, you have a whole story. And you, the heel <laughs> face turned. And you would have been upset about the right. boobs. And then you would have ended your career you like as a tag team. Personally. Oh, with who? Oh. So even though I'm not Scandinavian, would I have been the Great Norseman? Because oh, I'm from Minnesota. <laughs> you're not blonde. You can't I be the great Norseman. Like I was blonde when I was young. He like could have dyed his hair. That's yeah. true. You I can mean, blonde. I was blonde in high was school. There, was there a Paul Bunyan character in oh, professional oh, wrestling? Yeah, that would have worked. Yeah. There you go. You could have been that. You could have carried the big axe. Mm -hmm. okay. Blue ox. But let me don't get pressure. me. Don't make me go get my blue ox. Yeah, there you go. Wonderful. It'd have been Crusher was the greatest, though. Crusher was by far the greatest of all time. I took my yacht. His yacht, by the way, was one of those those plastic things you would lay into tan. <laughs> that was his yacht. I took my yacht on the Lake Minnetinki. I had my 28-ounce frame and hammer, and I did the uh, secret fish call, which only I know about, and the big ones would come to the top, and I hit them over the head with my frame and hammer. <laughs> The Crusher even had a hit song of his own, remember? Oh, yeah. The Hammerlock. Yep, I do remember. WWF had a whole album come out. I remember that. A whole album? My brother oh, played it nonstop. <laughs> and, like, Hulk Hogan you? sang. I have to get my brother on because he could probably still sing all the songs. Mean Gene Okerlund had a song. Oh, like, I loved Mean oh. Gene. My brother would play it on his stupid boombox, like over and over. <laughs> Stop, rewind, play. Stop, rewind, wow. play. That's phenomenal. Well, mean Gene, you know, the is, least mean is, person. Well, Kristen, is, is uh, Hogan around anymore? I mean, again, I don't follow wrestling, but he's alive. He's around. Yeah. I haven't seen him in he a had while. He that show yeah. for a little while with his family. He had a show? His daughter Brooke Hogan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Huh. We... Yeah, I think a lot of things kind of fell out after he, that sex tape was released, and then he <laughs> oh, had that yeah. court yeah. case, and that was mm -hmm. messy. Kristen, next time you're down a Third Street promenade, you go to, uh, I think it's either Saks of Fifth Avenue or Nordstrom's down there. You go up to the uh, men's department. You go go back, back. Uh, yeah, in the men's department there, there's a, there's a big picture. Oh, you know, it must be uh, four by six feet uh, hanging on the wall. And it's, it's Bruno San Martino, one of the original, original pre-steroid wrestlers up there. I walked in. And I looked at that because I, I, I watched them watched as a kid. And I looked at it and I go, and I thought to myself, that's Bruno San Martino. I, it's got to be Bruno San Martino. And sure enough, I went up and you can see it's labeled Bruno San Martino in his, in his tight shorts and the, in the 60s kind of thing in the wrestling pose. 
unbelievable thing to see there. Is it still there even yeah. after the mall renovation? Oh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know well, what they did. Yeah. Uh, now it's the, Santa Monica Place, so they made the mall into something else. No, this was this was in the department store. Oh. It was in the men's department in the department store at either Saks or was hmm. Nordstrom still? Is Nordstrom's there or is it? I think Nordstrom is there. I don't think Saks is there. Okay. Well, I think it's on, on that yeah. on the men's department in Nordstrom. Fascinating kind of a. A place to something to see. It just I was way out of uh, uh, character for the whole mall area there. I just couldn't believe seeing that. Is stuff. he from that area or something? No. Yeah. I, well, that's a good question. I don't know where he's from. I don't know. Because that's kind of a weird thing to put on a wall just yeah, randomly if there's no in Santa yeah. Monica. Yeah. I know. And one of the one of the big department stores left because right now it's World of Barbie. It's like three stories, and oh, yeah. you can go into all of Barbies. Like her dream camper and all of that. <laughs> it's that. actually really fun, but. <laughs> yeah, you do it once. I mean, how many times are you going to yeah. go to the world of Barbie? I ran to the Barbie soundtrack this morning. It's great. Did you? Yep. That's <laughs> a good soundtrack. It's a great soundtrack. Like, perfect. Oh my for God, that Billie Eilish song just like cuts you right to yeah, the core. That, I did not run to that because I didn't want to like run Ooh. and cry. Yeah, the, du- the, yeah, the Dua Lipa song is fabulous. Yeah, the Lizzo one, the. Yeah. Nicki Minaj, is that who it is, or is it Lil' Kim? I don't know. They put a banger soundtrack together, yeah, though. I will say it, that. Is the Billie Eilish song in the end credits? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah. It's her, like, existential that one will make crisis you cry. one. Yeah. Is that still making <laughs> tons of money? Yes. Tons of money. Oh. A lot of money. Part of the reason the Haunted Mansion hit the wall, because of Barbenheimer. I have a question. That's, that's your number one for the rest of the summer, as far as I'm concerned. There's number nothing one else big. I mean, Ninja Turtles, like, that looks awful. Yeah, it exciting? does. It looks really it looks bad. so bad. Oh, Andy, I'm Turtle so sad movie. for you. You were such a Ninja Turtle so warrior so fan sure as a child. How did they have to reboot things? <clears throat> I know. How well, many... and it looks so weird, the, too. The animation style The animation's style is gross. really I think weird. they're trying to mimic this, the uh, Spider-Man. The yeah. into the Spider Verse kind of anime, animation, Still just looks bizarre weird. stuff. I don't know what. Feel like and if that... I watched that, I'd be like, ugh, ugh, ugh. yeah. Well, I have to say, I mean, uh, I don't know how many ta- uh, how many live action ones have they done, but this isn't the first animated one that they did. Um, just to do a quick plug for Bob Sansevier and I, we have a new podcast. Tim and Bob's excellent movie adventures. Uh, I included an interview I did in 2007 with Chris Evans before he was a big shot. He was part of the voice cast for the last Mutant Ninja Turtles animated movie in 2007. And then he started, then Captain America came up and then, you know, then he was no longer accessible to little Mm -hmm. folks like me. So, but yeah, sure. He'll take my call when he's a no, well, he wasn't a nobody because he did the Fantastic Four before that. But it was kind of funny listening to him. Yeah, I'm, I got a voice role in the new Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. That was kind of weird. So, yeah, it was. It, but the, the live action ones, they might have done the first one and three or four sequels. And I know they did the animated reboot. And then Michael Bay rebooted it. It's like, Jesus, how many times now? You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful. Someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you, Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. 
Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. I have two questions. Yeah. Um, Fawn, who is seven, wants to really see the Haunted House movie, but it's rated PG-13. Is it rated PG-13 because they just think that it's going to be too scary for little kids? Or is there, like, swearing and inappropriate um, stuff in it? I think scary. More on the scary I, I think end. scary. I don't remember a lot of language. There's nothing sexual or anything like adult situation. It's just scary. And, I mean, I don't know why they didn't bring it out in October, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. weird that they the didn't do that. Long, that would make sense wrong time of year to bring it out because and honestly the way it handles grief because they deal with loss mm. and part of the storyline i thought was really beautifully done and i don't know i just think it was a missed opportunity dumping it in august <laughs> yeah, yeah i know I, when i, I saw that it. it was coming out in july i was like that really july for a scary movie so a seven-year-old for pg-13 <clears throat> that's always iffy yeah. Yeah. I mean, if she's easily spooked by she's like not at scary all. images, she, is she not might be at fine all. then. Yeah. She is not. My son is like, I don't like yeah. it. I need to snuggle. No, thank you. Yeah. But if she and I just watched it during the day, like she, she, my friends all call her my spooky kid because she loves like the Adams family. The, all, this all spooky stuff. She's a big fan. And so I yeah. feel like I'm going to watch it and then see if she'd be able to handle it first. But she she saw the trailer for it when we went to go see Elemental. And she well, her eyes were just ride. like, but yeah, it was, it's her favorite ride in Disney World. And she heard the song and she's like, it's the ride. It's a great ride. And she looked at me and was like, we have to go see that. It should be twice as long as it is. But then I saw that it was rated PG-13 and I was like, oh, but maybe it's just because it's. She's a fan of the attraction. I mean, really, you're going into a situation you're familiar with. I don't think. I don't think she's you know, there are times she'll, There are a couple jump scares in it, but not really that many. Okay. So, so I think she's yeah. I don't know. It's it, it, Like you say, it's a tough judgment call. Now, Barbie, on the other hand, that's also a PG-13. Yeah, but there are a lot of kids. of stuff just going over their heads. Yes. Which I think is fine. There's There were so many five- and six-year-olds at Barbie the movie, oh, yeah, and I'm like, totally. it's all going to go over their head in the second half. But you know what? I think everyone feels like, it's such a pop culture phenomenon that par- parents are bringing their kids to it. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing that, yeah, again, it, uh, there are more adult references that will go over their head than anything. Yeah, it's and, more and like innuendo. From, from the very beginning that it is a film <laughs> that's made for the people that grew up with Barbie and are adults now, not so much the younger kids. Right. I don't know. And people ask me, well, 
do younger kids even play with Barbie anymore? And I would tend to say, I yes, they do. They do. They do. Yeah, we really? do. We were at, we were at a you pool. Know, you go to the big sections in your department huh. stores, it's all Barbie. So I'd say yep. yes. Yeah. I have a friend. Mattel, Hot Wheels and Barbie are their two major IPs. Still, I've done work for Mattel for years. I've done hosting work for them for their like in-house stuff. And Barbie and Hot Wheels are doesn't matter the generation. Huh. Yep. I thought it was dethroned by a LOL surprise doll. <laughs> Talk about, no, I would much rather no. have fun playing with a Barbie than an LOL surprise oh, okay, doll. Well, Horrifying. the one I'm looking forward Horrifying. to, and Tom Hanks, uh, he brought up this idea at least 20 years ago, around the time Apollo 13 came out. Um, Major Matt Mason, I don't know if anybody remembers, it was a space race, 1969. It came out with this rubbery, wired uh, astronaut and I was one of those kids, five years old, my favorite toy still today of all time. Pictures of me on Christmas Day holding my major Matt Mason. Um, I'm hoping they bring that one back because that is a lot of money if you want to get your hands on one of those originals these days. Just like Barbie, you know? <laughs> if you took care of it or you left it in the box, it's worth a lot of money. Uh, so, But uh, they disappeared as opposed to Barbie, which is still around. And but Tom Hanks is attached to that script. Yeah, he so I'm that. hoping so I think, Yeah, with him attached, I would think it would probably get made. I mean, Mattel is pushing hard on all of their IP properties. They saw the success of Barbie, and they are ready with scripts and ready to go with stars attached. Let me, let me tell you, though, I think that's a huge mistake that they're putting the pedal to the metal because they're just going to assume that they're going to have the same success, which they will not. Um, I mean, how many toy franchises have actually made that leap and hit the wall? Battleship, uh, Ouija. There were a couple of Ouija movies. Oh, love Ouija. Uh, they're going to do Viewmaster and, I, yeah. I mean, Magic 8-Ball. But I think what, yeah, what they're probably failing to see is, like, not every filmmaker is Greta Gerwig. Yeah. She, they very specific, a, a huge vision for what Barbie became in terms of the movie. So unless every filmmaker that they, you know, associate with their other IP properties... And not going to have the same results. No, no. I mean, even Transformers, which was huge at the beginning with uh, Michael Bay, but just, you know, you got into number two and it was so freaking annoying. Just a big crash, bang, boom the whole time. Just annoying stuff, but they're still going. And I actually like the last Transformers movies that, that they did. Um, they've been annoying to me for a very, very long time, but. Even G.I. Joe for Hasbro has been a very, very tepid at best response at the box office. I mean, there's nothing, nothing blockbuster about it, even though, you know, they've been around as long as Barbie. I guess you're, you're right, Kristen. You got to have the right filmmaker with a unique enough vision that people are going to want to go to it. And again, it's that unique vision. People say, well, Barbie is original. Yes and no. I mean, it's obviously based on this iconic product, but the way she told the story is unique and original. And that's part of the big reason why it's a hit. And, the and Greta's already been asked, like, hey, are you in for the sequel? Because, you know, Mattel's like, yes. And the studio's like, yes, let's do the sequel. And she goes, I don't know if I have another one in me. And I don't blame her. If I were her, I would walk away because yeah. well, I she think that it should speak. That movie should just speak for itself. Totally. And she's doing Narnia remakes. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. I, I you know, it's really funny because she came came from the independent movie world. And now some of her fans from way back are saying, oh, you're selling out. 
Really? <laughs> Isn't that the I whole think idea? she took an independent idea, an independent story, and put it on a very popular mm. icon that we all know, like pop culture icon. I think that's kind of unique and interesting. I think you're. I think one of the problem, the differences between boys' toys, Hot Wheels, GI Joe, and the like, and girls' toys, like Barbie, is that it's a different mindset when they're mm-hmm. played with. There's a fantasy thing that goes on, I think, with young girls dressing up Barbie to go out for a date with Ken and blah, 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 blah. And for boys' toys, it's it, it's just not the same. Yeah, I don't like, think you I have know, the same fantasy I know part I'm of never going to be grappling into a top-secret laboratory and blowing it up. That's, like, just fantasy. Whereas, yeah. you know, going on a date, that's, that's right. That's It might be fantasy, but it's realistic enough that you can really, like, see yourself doing it. There you go. It's grounded Whereas in G.I. reality. G.I. Joe, I don't see myself doing it. I see G.I. Joe doing it. Yeah. So that might be that might be a big difference with regards to Barbie versus Hot Wheels. That's why they it, should have, like, Secret Agent Barbie. Yeah. <laughs> she should be the do. one going Super into... Super spy Barbie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, why don't they have that? She, should, sure be, have she should be assassinating dictators so it. girls don't get Besi- too confused. Besides <laughs> that, we, we have the Fast and Furious movies, which are Hot Wheels movies. Yeah, yeah exactly. Barbie spy. Absolutely. Hot Wheels right there, Ralph. You're right. It's exactly right. There's a spy Barbie game. There's a movie from 2016, Barbie Spy Squad. Yeah, but does she have a silenced Walter PPK? I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I have my own Barbie movie. You do? I know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's a Barbie secret Mickey. agent spy squad Barbie, Barbie doll. Shoes. So, mm. and that's grounded in reality because I was a dancer, and Barbie's a dancer, and Barbie in the pink shoes. Yeah, there so. you go. I have another question about another movie that's coming out that looks like the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay, it is a movie that has Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx in it, mm. and they are. It's animated, not animated. It's like live action, but it is animated because it's talking right. dogs. Oh, yeah. and it's rated R. Oh, God. That sounds like you know, the worst the, thing on Earth. The trailer was funny. I, I, it looks I did like laugh. Because okay, Tim. See, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, maybe it's go. dumb guy humor that, you know, once in a while, come on, it's fun. That's so what is this movie called? Uh, uh, dogs, right? I think, or something? I don't, yeah, just, it's called Strays. 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 Oh. It looks like... I saw the trailer for it and it's you're expecting it to be a children's movie because it's talking Uh-oh. dogs because one is lost it's from like home Ted. and yeah but it's yeah. Like, oh. so, so it's just it's, just it's homeward dogs. bound but for uh, i don't know adults, it's adults but i just wonder we're at term. a point i everything's starting to get pushed because no one can promote anything so yeah. i don't know how anything's going to do moving forward without <clears throat> press junkets and interviews and yeah. red carpets Everything's going to tank this fall, and people are starting to get nervous. They're, they're starting to push. Sony moved a bunch of projects to 2024 already. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you about, everybody, Kristen, I'm sure you've seen it, that Sarah Silverman Instagram post where she went off on people, uh, big names. She kept on saying big stars, but I don't know how many, are uh, given, uh, an ex- they're, they're given a pass by SAG to do independent film work. And she's thinking, you know, we should all stand united here. And I, I'm presuming that they're doing the independent films because their fight is with the studios, not with the independent, you know, houses that are doing these. But at the same time, she points out, you know what? They're going to go and do these films, and guess what's going to happen? They're going to all turn them around and sell them to the streaming outfits. And she has a great point. 
She does have a great point. And uh, SAG went and sent us all um, an email sort of clarifying the situation and just saying like, hey, this is keeping people working. But most importantly, all of these independent studios have agreed to our terms that are a part of the negotiations. Oh, okay. So they are agreeing to the AI situations and the residuals and everything else. So they have actually agreed to our demands. And we are going to reward them for that. We're not going to hold them up with their production. So that's why we're ask we're um, agreeing to these interim agreements. And so, it's and they're trying. I think they're trying to prove the point that like these interim agreements can be made, and they can be adhered to, and they can be done even on a much smaller budget than what the studios want to do with their big. You know, and it makes sense too because honestly, if you're an independent outfit. How are you going to be able to afford that AI at this juncture while at the same time, it's pretty much coming out in the open now that all of the major studios are hiring AI positions to create it or whatever. And they're paying big money to these people to do it. That's right. I think, I think that, I think that that's horses out of that barn and that, you know, yeah, okay, we're going to do, we're going to agree to your contract. But what they're going to do is they're going to make their own characters. And granted, the criticism, they're not going to be able to uh, do interviews. But then again, they might be able to do interviews virtually. So you might yeah. so so you may be, you may be able to interview any major AI star that you want as many times as you want, because yep. they'll have infinite time on their hands. Infinite they're, not real. They, they're not real. Yep. And once that horse is out of the barn and once there's one popular superstar that's AI, they're done. Oh, in Japan, there's it, already there's been um, oh, what the hell are they called? It like Hatsune Miku. They have like these virtual singers. Their image is 3D. It's not a person. Their voice is totally synthesized, and they've been raking in millions of dollars for the past probably 12 years at least. Really? Hatsune. It's Max Headroom come to life. If you guys there remember you go. Basically, yeah. yeah it's, they're not real at all. They're not even based on real people. Yeah, here we go. Vocaloid. Hatsune Miku is from 2007. And wow. I think she's got to be more popular than any singer in Japan. And, and now, that and was 15 years ago at this point. And now most, pe- most people do not go see bands. They go see DJs. Well, this is just a natural extension. The DJs don't really play instruments. Well, you could have somebody yep. up there as a 3D presentation on a giant screen, you know, doing anything, uh, anything at all. And they don't really have to act. You're using AI and mm-hmm. uh, computer-generated graphics. So, I mean, I mean yeah, this has been a thing for a long yeah, this, time. Uh, this... Replacing stars, celebrities, that sort of thing. It's been a thing for ages. Yeah, that first Would movie. Would anybody have any interest, though, in talking to a virtual star? I mean, part Probably of the appeal not. for me this whole time is, you know what, <laughs> yeah. if you grew up in Star Wars is your favorite movie and, and, and The Godfather is your favorite movie, I mean, to have the opportunity to talk with people involved with those productions has been one of the biggest thrills. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, it's a job. That's part of it. It's a fun job. But at the same time, I mean, that, you know, connecting those memories I had growing up to finally having the opportunity to talk with somebody from Star Wars or The Godfather, I mean, that's part of the thrill. So who would want to possibly talk to a computer generated nothing well you, not to it's mention making sense to me so going back to the whole mario movie thing so i grew up playing mario games mario's been a part of my life since the very beginning but like imagine if you tried to interview mario 
not the voice oh. of Mario, yeah. but Mario. What would yeah. he even say? Because he doesn't exist outside of this fiction. Yeah. It's like, where'd you grow up? Well, I didn't grow up. I'm a computer <laughs> well, program. The thing or about, the they thing could give him a fake backstory, the, like, oh, I grew up in Brooklyn. Yeah, that's that what they would do. Fun. But we already knew fun. that from the movies because it's all fake. Right. So it's like, what? you're not really able to learn anything. You're not going to, like, get a glimpse into what they made would, Mario Mario. They would just feed and, context into his story and... Well, but then you know it's all fake, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. And are you going to get those funny quips and sound bites that You could, but they don't mean anything. Up? Oh sure. I mean, all that's they, they're going to build in these these virtual characters. They're going to build a background story. Right, you could say, "Hey oh, Mario, say let's go," and he would do it, of course. Yeah. But yeah. it's like it doesn't mean anything because it's not real. It's all made up. J yeah, Jade AI and Bill AI. Oh, they just had an affair. I mean, they're going yeah, gener to generate this garbage. Well, that's kind of why I don't get into like TV dramas. Yeah. It's like these two characters slept together. Well, no, they didn't. The writers <laughs> put them in a room together and mashed them together like dolls oh, because they're not real. You can't abandon in, into the story. No, I don't really have the ability to do the whole, um, what's it called, suspension of disbelief. Yep. Yeah. I'm not very good at that. And I, I don't think a lot of people would be able to do it to that degree where it's like, okay, these people never existed even outside of the TV show. I don't know. There's just a disconnect there that... I don't think would well. You go would have well. hated the movie we watched. What was that terrible movie we watched? Oh my gosh, it was fantastically <laughs> just stupid. Uh, Happiness for Beginners. It's a Netflix. Oh like, yeah, you talked about that. Yeah. Oh, it was it's just so you bad. Can see it but coming we, from a mo the whole story is just yeah. like a hallmark. Yes, I went movie. out to dinner with a girlfriend, and then we went to my parents' house because we were going to walk. We were planning. A, we planned an evening to like walk around Lake Harriet and then go to dinner and like walk around but it was a hundred degrees that day so we we're like let's not do that and let's so we ended up and we had already seen Barbie together and we were like we don't want to do like a Oppenheimer evening we just wanted like an easy mm -hmm. evening so we went to dinner and then we went to my parents house and watched Happiness for Beginners on Netflix. We're like, we just want some easy chick flick thing. And it was so it's, stupid. It's the youngest we were... brother from Yellowstone. Yep. I don't know his and name. Ellie Kemper. Ellie Kemper's yeah, in it. Yeah, from The Office. And it was just so dumb. And so many plot holes that oh. didn't make any. And we were just like, hmm, the boots that caused her so many problems that were the boots that she had, the only ones. Now she's wearing different boots. <laughs> <laughs> and they're on a like two week hiking trip. Where'd you get I the think they slapped this minute. movie together real fast. Netflix <laughs> rom coms in general have been really poorly written. I yeah. feel like that they write them quickly, oh, they yeah. crank them out. I feel like it's like a three week shoot. You know, yep. they just get a, a couple name people that you'd recognize and then slap it on there. Yeah, that's exactly. If anybody, like, if there's any continuity director, they're like, eh, no one, no, knows, no one cares. cares. Don't worry about it. <laughs> it probably isn't because they're they're probably do. I'm gonna bet they do them in three weeks. Or less. I that bet would it's such probably, a yeah. It, that it would felt like be. a three weeks yeah, or less totally, movie. Totally. <laughs> we were just eating ice cream and popcorn and just making fun of the fact we were like, oh, you have to. It's amazing that they're suddenly in a tent together, although they should be in tents with their tent buddies, which are different people. And why are they in this <laughs> yeah, tent? How did this happen? And like, I have to turn the light him. on so we can see them kiss. And <laughs> it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Sounds like they dug up Ed Wood to make these movies, right? Oh. If you ever saw Ed Wood, which is a terrific movie, uh, Tim Burton's movie, how quickly he would shoot his pictures and without permission and all that sort of stuff. It's a great movie. But talking about streaming right now, and Tom, I, he called me last week after the family podcast and asked me about the show Special Ops Lioness. Now, 
Oh. You, uh, Tommy, did you watch it as well, Catherine, with yep. him? We watched one episode so far. Second one is really a tough episode. I'm really? Oh, my God. Just because, just because they want to put her into the situation. If you get oh, right. kidnapped, if you actually get captured by these terrorist cells, this is what is going to happen to you. Now, of course, that didn't happen in the first one because somebody made an executive decision to put everybody out of their misery. Uh, the second episode goes deeper into, okay, if, you know, once you're in these cells, we can't help you. We can come and help you escape. But once you're in these situations, so they dive deep into this. Mm. And you begin to wonder, does the government, do they really go this far in their training? You know, that's... that's I don't know. In World War II, there was a bunch of women. There was a movie about that. It was a British, British movie about... These women mm. that were making friends and spying, and some of them were killed. A lot of them were killed. A lot of them never made it back. There, I guess this is something that they do during war. British women that were making friends and spying. Yeah, that's what you they know. were doing. That's All right. My cat friend is leaving, so it's time to wrap it up. Cat. What? London, London, London left. left. London's like, London bye, show's said, over. Okay. London's like, I'm Kitty. over this. I saw the clock. It's at one hour. Oh, I'm Judy leaving. just stood up, too. Oh, there Judy you go. Judy just stood up and wagged his tail and licked tell. my leg. They time to tell. go. I don't know. They have their like, time limit. She's like, it's snack time. They do. They yeah. know these things. All right. We'll talk to you guys later in the week. Kristen will talk to you tomorrow. Tim will talk to you on <laughs> Friday. Andy. Oh, sorry. Ralph, we'll talk to you next Tuesday. Yep. Mm-hmm. And the rest of you. Show up. Get out of here. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.